Hey everyone, welcome to New Life Community Church. We're so glad that you've chosen to uh, spend your day after Christmas with us. Let me give you just a couple of quick announcements and we'll get into our message. Remember that there will be no evening activities at the church this week. We will be live in person again next Sunday, January 2nd at 10 a.m. January 2nd is also first Sunday, which means that's our leadership and missions lunch. So we'll be having baked potato bar. The cost is $6 per person no more than $20 per family. We would love for you to stay with us and eat that day. If you can't stay, we'll have to-go boxes as always. And then um, just one more reminder, January 16th, immediately after our Sunday morning service, we'll be having our next membership class. And you'll be able to let me know about that on your registration cards starting in January 2nd on January 2nd, if you haven't already done that. We just want to make sure that we have enough food that day. And if you have children and we need childcare, we will take care of them, feed them as well. All right. So today I thought I would do some interactive things and I'm going to hold up something here. And uh, if your kids are in the room with you, have your kids tell you what I'm holding up. Now, also have your kids tell you what they think will happen if I drop this egg into this bucket. What do you think will happen? It'll break, right? Let's see. You can see that it broke. What does that tell you about the shell? The shell is not very strong. It's fragile. It's light. Um, Not very strong at all. Now, if you were in the room with me, I would have a challenge, but since you're not in the room with me, I'm going to challenge you kids to do this at home. You can, you have the pastor's permission to try this in your home, but only with your parents' supervision. I want you to take an egg and I want you to hold it here. You cannot use your thumb. You hold it in your hand like this. And I want to see if you have the strength to break that eggshell. We just found out that it's not very strong. So I want to see if you can do that without using your thumb. Now, if you can do that, there must be video evidence. Your your parents need to video this thing and show me uh, on January 2nd or sometime in January. Everybody who can break an egg, I will give a dollar if you're under. Under 12 years old, if you're over that, you know, you just get a pat on the back and an attaboy. But I want to see if you can do that. And then I want you to challenge your parents to see if they can do that. And then I want you to certainly challenge your father and see if your father can do it or not. So... Once you try that, you're going to find out that it's very, very difficult to break that egg. And so what that tells us is the egg is much stronger than it looks. God designed something that, that protects the baby chick inside, and, and it uh, does a really good job of, of protecting it until it's time for that chick to come out. Now, I want you to know that Jesus had something to say about birds, and chickens are part of birds, so we're just going to include them in all of that. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 26. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. So I'm going to ask you, who feeds them? The Bible, Jesus says, your heavenly Father feeds them. So who feeds them? You say, heavenly Father. And then listen to what he says. He says, aren't you far more valuable? Not just more valuable than birds, you're far more valuable to God than the birds are. Um, so I got some questions for you. Have you ever seen a bird driving a tractor out on a farm? 
You know, they get on the tractor and they plow. Have you ever seen a bird doing that? Have you seen the bird plow the, the, the field and then plant the seeds? And then at the end of the, the, the growing season, they harvest the seeds. You ever seen a bird do that? No, you haven't seen a bird do that. Okay, have you seen a bird fly into Walmart, get a basket and go up and down the aisles, collecting the food that they want to take back to their nest, and then going through the checkout aisle at Walmart and paying for their groceries with a credit card. No, you have not seen that. So how do the birds get fed? Who takes care of them? Jesus said, your heavenly father takes care of them. And according to the verse, he says that you and I are far more valuable than the birds are to God. We're more important. So if God takes care of the birds, do you think that God will take care of you and me? I say yes, and then my question is, how does God take care of us? Well, he takes care of us with family. He takes care of us with friends, with our church, with teachers, with, with folks that we know who are kind to us. Now, even though God takes care of us, it doesn't mean we never get scared or we never get worried about things. That's what Jesus was talking about in, in Matthew chapter 6. So I was thinking about this, and there was, there was a day several um, years ago, I was walking on the land back here behind the church, and I had no gun, I had no cell phone, I had nothing to protect myself with. I'm just walking, I'm just having a great time walking out there. When all of a sudden I hear a herd of wild hogs, wild pigs, not the kind that ride motorcycles in the movie, the kind that have tusks and will hurt you if you're not careful. So I'm looking around, there is nothing. I can't find a stick, I can't find a rock, and I am scared because they're walking up the trail right towards me. And so I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. And then I looked over and I saw this huge stump. It's about four feet up in the ground, up from the ground. So I jumped on top of that. And then I just started praying saying, Lord, you got to help me here. So I started making some noise and I scared the hogs off and they ran away. And I looked up and I said, Lord, thank you that you protect me when there's wild hogs on the church land. Well, a few years later, I learned this verse and I want to teach it to you today. And the verse is first, uh, 2 Thessalonians 3, 3 from the New International Version, and it goes like this. But the Lord is faithful. We've actually learned this verse before at a family worship time, but I'm going to reteach it to you. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Now, I have another challenge for you. The first person under the age of 18, we'll go all the way up to 18, so we'll say 18 and under, the first person who says this verse perfectly to me January 2nd or, or sometime after that, and does the hand motions, will get $50, all right? So you can practice during this week that we don't have activities at the church. When you're not at school, you practice, and then you come and you do this. So here are the motions. It goes like this. But the Lord is faithful, all right? I'm going to do that again. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you, and he will strengthen you, and protect you from the evil one. All right, let's put it all together. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Second Thessalonians 3.3. You got to have the address. You don't have the address, no 50 bones for you. All right? If the first person who comes up and says, hey, Doug, here's the verse, 2 Thessalonians 3.3, and does all the motions, $50, no questions asked. Now, in that verse, he says that God will protect us from the evil one. Who's the evil one? The evil one is the devil. 
And the Bible says that God's going to protect us. In the book of Psalms, he talks about protection as well. Psalm 18, 2 and 3, this is the New Living Translation. He says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. This verse says that God is the source of our strength. He's like this huge rock that protects us from a storm. He's like a shield that protects us from our enemy. He's like the the eggshell that protects the check on the the chick on the inside. Now, I've got something else that I want to, uh, to show you this morning. And um, so I've got my little candle. I got my lighter. I'm going to light my candle. Oops, something. there's plastic on there. Pastor Doug forgot to take it off. That never happens in real life, does it? All right, this is an awesome, awesome lighter. Okay, so since we're talking about protection, um. I have some balloons here, and I'm going to put the balloons next to the flame, and what do you think will happen to the balloon? Let's try. Let's see. If it gets close enough, what's going to happen? It wasn't very dramatic, but it did poke a hole in the balloon. Let's try it again. Let's just make sure that that wasn't a fluke accident. Let's see if it will do it again. Here we go. Wish there was a bigger flame, but it's not. Oh, there was a dramatic result. Thank you, Jesus, for the dramatic result. Okay, so that tells us that, that when, when the uh, balloon got too close to the flame, it was no longer protected. Now, I have another balloon. Let's try it one more time to see if this is accurate or not. Let's see what happens with this balloon. Nothing's happening. Why is nothing happening? Does anybody have a guess why this one isn't popping? It's because I have water on the inside. There's something on the inside that protects it. And so when it got close to the flame, the flame didn't injure it. So this balloon is like people who have asked Jesus to be the forgiver of the sins and the leader of their life. Um, When you ask Jesus to save you from your sins and lead your life, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit comes to live inside you, and the Holy Spirit will protect you from the inside, just like this balloon was protected because of the water that's on the inside of it. Um, when When we love Jesus and we ask him to save us, we're protected from Satan, just like this balloon was protected from the flame. So I have this little saying that I want you to memorize, and this will help you maybe when you're scared or when you're worried about things. It goes like this. When with God we connect, he will always protect. When with God we connect, he will always protect. Now, if you remember that and you say that on January 2nd when you see me, I got some bubble gum for you. When with God we connect, he will always protect. Now, the reason I'm telling you this at Christmas is because a lot of people do not connect with Jesus at Christmas time. And that's why they're so sad or why they're scared or why they're mad or why their lives are are really um, difficult a lot of the times is because they've never connected with Jesus. Um, and, and people spend the Christmas season looking for everything except Jesus. They look for the perfect gift. They search for the best prices for the perfect gift. They search for just the right tree and just the right decorations to go on that tree. They even search for the perfect parking spot, but they never search for Jesus. And because they never search for Jesus, they never connect with him. They're like the people of the very first Christmas who totally missed Jesus because they weren't 
looking for him. They were busy with other things. So the politicians, the very first Christmas, they missed Jesus. The store owners, the very first Christmas, they missed Jesus. The innkeeper missed Jesus because they were looking for other things. The religious leaders missed Jesus that first Christmas because they weren't looking for him. The only people who got to enjoy the first Christmas were the people who looked for him. The angels came and they told the shepherds this in Luke 2, verses 12 and verse 15. They said, you will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. And the shepherds said, let's go and see. They found Jesus the first Christmas because they were looking for him. Later on, some wise men came because they were looking for Jesus. They said, we've come from the east. We saw his star and we have come to worship him. The only people who see Jesus at Christmas are the people who look for him and then they can get connected to him. His Holy Spirit comes inside of them and comforts them and protects them during difficult times. I was thinking about Mary and Joseph the very first um, Christmas. They had to look down at this helpless little infant. And don't you think their minds wondered when they prayed to God, God, what in the world are you doing? And then maybe they looked at Jesus in, in the cradle, in the, in the manger and said, God, what are you doing in the world? Because Jesus said he was God's son. That was God's son lying in that manger. Now, if God were to respond to the question, God, what are you doing in the world? I imagine he would say something like this. I came to earth to show you how much I love you. Watch me speak your language, sleep on your earth, and feel your hurts. Watch as the maker of sight and sound sneezes, coughs, blows his nose. You wonder if I understand how you feel? Look into the dancing eyes of the kid in Nazareth. That's God walking to school. Look at the toddler sitting at Mary's table. That's God spilling his milk. Of course he knows how we feel. If God had wanted to save the cows of the world, Jesus would have come as a cow. If he wanted to save the whales of the world, Jesus would have been a whale. But God wanted to save you and me, so he came as a baby because nobody's afraid of a baby. Then he grew up and he became the best preacher ever. And he lived and he told people that he was the son of God. And that's the reason they eventually killed him on the cross. So if Jesus really was the son of God, what would we accept, expect him to be able to do? I would expect the creator of the world to have power over nature. And in the Bible, in the New Testament, we see several times that Jesus calmed a raging storm. Once on the Sea of Galilee, his disciples thought they were going to drown. And Jesus says, peace be still. And immediately the whole sea was calm, perfectly calm, so that the disciples fall at his feet and say, what kind of man is this? He has power over the wind and the waves. If Jesus was the son of God, I would expect him to have power over disease. Jesus healed people, all kinds of people. In fact, it said so many people would crowd around him that sometimes he didn't even have time to eat his dinner because he was healing people until late into the night. He healed deaf people, blind people, lepers, those who were tormented by evil spirits. He cast out demons. He healed them by touching to them or speaking to them. On one occasion, we talked about last year, he healed a person from a distance of 38 miles by saying, your son is well. If Jesus really was the son of God, I would expect him to have power over death. There's one time a funeral procession was, procession was coming by, the funeral of a young boy. It was the, the only son of his mom. Jesus walked up the casket and he spoke in a tone like a school teacher tells kids to sit down and be quiet at their desk. Or the authority of a man, of, of a mom or dad telling their kids to get in out of the rain. Jesus commanded the dead boy not to be dead anymore and the dead boy obeyed. 
Cold skin got warm. Stiff arms and legs moved. His skin regained its color. The men lowered the coffin and the boy jumped back into his mother's arms. Dead people don't usually do that. But Jesus was no ordinary preacher. He was the son of God and he was the best preacher to ever live. Jesus really was God's son, but, but most people aren't looking for God's son this Christmas. I think you are, your families are, or you wouldn't be watching our church service today. Do you know what you're going to find this Christmas? I can make a prediction for you. You're going to find exactly what you're looking for. The Bible says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. God was speaking through the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 29, 13. Oh, how I pray in 2022 that you will seek Jesus, that you will connect with Jesus. Because I don't want you to miss him this year. I don't want you to miss him next year. When we pray for our children, we pray for our grandchildren. We pray that God would be real to them and that they would follow him all the days of their lives. My prayer for you is that same prayer, that you would connect with Jesus this season. You would look for him, even though it's the day after Christmas. Look for him today. Connect with him and follow him all the days of your life. Our saying is, when with God we connect, he will always protect. Now, don't forget, next Sunday we're back in, in live services here on, on, uh, on our campus, or you can join us again, 10 o'clock on Facebook but also remember, the first person, 18 years old, younger, or younger, who comes up and gives me the, the whole verse with the hand motions gets $50. Now, also, if you do these experiments, I want to see video evidence. If you want your dollar for breaking an egg, I have to have video proof from your mama and from your daddy. Let's pray together. I hope you have a wonderful day, the day after Christmas. Lord God, thank you for our our church family at New Life Community Church. God, I thank you that, um, that you cared enough to come and be a baby, to become human because you wanted to save humans. God, help us to connect with you so that you can always protect us. God, help us to remember that um, when we're afraid, you said in your word that, that we're more valuable to you than birds of the air. And you'll take care of us. You said that you're like a rock. You're like a shield. God, help us to trust you. Help us to connect with you so that, that in our times when we're scared or when we're worried, we can connect with you and your Holy Spirit will give us the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. We pray this in the name of Jesus, the Son of God who came to save us. Amen. We'll see you next week, January 2nd. 10 a.m. Have a great day.